Hey guys, welcome back to Boys and Ghouls. I'm your host, Sarah Stevenson, and this is Mike Stevenson. Hi, everybody. As we're phoning from this North Pole area that's really freezing up here. It's a bit cold tonight. I think we're going to single figures here tonight, folks. Yes. (laughs) Yes, so we're in a cold climate at the moment. Yes, beautiful Queensland. Yes. Sunny some days, cold the next. Sunday, Sunday, Sundays. Come all. It's 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 frozen season. So come, come on. and get your ice. Are you going to tell the people what we're doing? Yes. So today we're reviewing Psycho Free. That was made in 1986 and directed by Drumroll, please. Anthony Perkins. Yay. Was this his first one? His first oh, directorship? yes. It's his, yeah. it's his first um, director debut. Well, there you go. So this is the first time. And at first, um, Anthony tried to persuade Richie, you know, the, 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 one, the director from The Psycho 2, oh, okay. to come on board. But he declined, sadly. Yeah. Oh, so it was left up to Anthony to fill the director role. Well, actually, from all accounts, Anthony Perkins did a damn fine job of directing. Yeah, I understand that. Uh, I, the, cast the critics the, said so. Yeah, the yeah. cast and crew were quite... Um, they quite enjoyed working with him. And he didn't kill anybody. <laughs> hmm. No. No, no cast or crew were killed during the making of Psycho 3. Hmm. Yeah, there was a little bit of... Com- um, little complications with the um, director of photography, but I won't get into oh, well, that. We'll talk about it later, maybe. Well, I'll say no. it now before I get in, before I get into this. A bit of a spoiler. Man. Well, it's not a spoiler. <laughs> it's just that the director of photography named Bruce. Uh, Sir Ted. Sir. Oh yeah, you got. Stop waving your piece of paper in front of me. Surtees, uh, I think. Yeah, oh, Bruce Surtee, um, once quizzed them. Per- Anthony Perkins is on about his blocking of an upcoming shot, figuring the um, star would have been unprepared as the this was his first directing job. So Bruce surprised Perkins, ha- but by the time Bruce was uh, surprised when he found out that all the scenes looked well spot on, went by the time it was all finally yeah, cut. Yeah, so Perkins knew what he wanted. But he, yeah. he played the role, what, twice before? Yeah, so Perkins, yeah. Um, well, he kind of knew his lenses and cameras. I think it was all those times he's been... On, you know, in front of the camera a lot, so he he must yeah, have learned a bit. He must have learned yeah. a little bit here and there. And so he was yeah. able to he's not, get he's not stupid. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and so Bruce stopped pestering Perkins and and continued working on the film project. Yay! <laughs> Yay. <laughs> yes, and so let's continue on. Who stars in this well, m- movie? Well, well, firstly, I was going to say um, Anthony Perkins, obviously Norman <laughs> Bates. This is the third time he has actually played the role, and I don't think anyone could play better. Now he's yeah. he he he's his third time around. Yep. Now the leading female is a uh, Diana Scarwild Scar Scarwid, mm. I think it's called, mm. uh, and she plays a Maureen Coyle, and uh, we'll talk about that a bit more in a, in a few moments. Mm. Now Jeff Fahey plays Dwayne Duke. What a wonderful name that is. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Now, Dwayne, um, some of you might recall him. He was in the Lawnmower Man movie. He mm. played the Lawnmower Man. 
a Stephen King uh, movie, uh, what, some years back? Um, can't remember when it was Yeah, made. well, it was on... Well, Could have been the same period, similar period, but It's the, the same period, yes, mm, most yeah. likely, but... I, but well, I won't go into that one just yet, yeah, anyway. But Jeff Jeff he's, he, he's, not, he's not too bad in this role, and he's quite good. Yeah. Now, here's something. Mm. Um, there's a lady called um, Roberta Maxwell plays Tracy Venables. Now, yeah. she plays a newspaper reporter lady who's hassling Norman for a story about people being let out yeah. of uh, nuthouses yeah. a, bit early, a bit too early. Yeah, unlike yeah. some final girls whom I find really great, she's the least likely person I don't really appreciate yeah. in this movie. Nah, she wasn't going to be no final girl. Yeah, Actually, there's well, no final girls in these shows. You know? well, <laughs> well, in this one, um, yeah. she's not a really... Nice person. See, I keep all see, the time. I'm throughout this movie. Well, I kept rooting for Norman not to get caught. Yeah, because he 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 he's, he's it's not his fault. He's a he's been driven crazy by those around him. So anyway, lastly but not leastly, there's a guy called Hugh Gillen. Hmm. He plays Sheriff John Hurt. Now he was in the previous movie, uh, Psycho 2, he played the same role. So a nice touch of continuity there. Well, and was I there another person in this movie that was Yeah, in I haven't, the I haven't got his name there, but the guy who owns a cafe, yeah. Mr. Statler, I haven't got his name written down here, he was in Psycho 2 and he's also in Psycho 3. So there you go. Well, there well, you go, well, folks. See, they're, mm-hmm. see, they're all they can all, they can all um, make good living and put food on the table and send the kids to school and everything and or whatever. Whatever, yeah. Mm. Oh, kid. Now, now a quick overview before Sarah starts. Yes. <laughs> um, this film takes place about one month after the end of Psycho Two. Mm. Now, at the end of Psycho Two, uh, Mrs. Spool. Norman's supposed real mother mm. uh, got killed by Norman and she's taken the place of his old mother. Um, yes, yeah, well, why not? Uh, anyway, um, so they're looking for her. It's a fresh police case in the area and everyone's going, I wonder what happened to her. Mm. Well, we know what happened to her, don't we, folks? Mm, yes, um, we do. Anyway, Norman's still running the motel and everybody thinks Norman's a really nice guy at this point in the movie. Yeah, it makes everyone feel a bit foolish, including yeah. the sheriff, I uh, might add. Yeah, or oh, in the end. In the end. But the main part is, as Sarah will tell you, it's too late, sorry, a minute, uh, a, uh, a couple of people come to stay at the motel long term, and that forms an inter- integral part of the storyline, doesn't it, Sarah? Exactly so. Yeah, and a bit of love interest for poor old Norman. Yeah, now, a, a new one. Yeah, no, okay. Now, take it away, Sarah. Yeah, before we begin in this... Um, to give you the plot, I'd like to say that Anthony originally suggested that the film be shot in black and white as a homage to dear old Alfred, Hitch- oh, Alfred Hitchcock. But Universal Pictures didn't really gloss over this idea really well. There's nothing wrong with black and white if well, you do it well, it would even be, today. Folks. It wouldn't be funny if it, one minute it was black and white, the next minute it was colour, and then it was back to black and white. It's a little confusing mm. that way. Yeah, there's different style it. of photography, though. You, you work more dark and light and that sort of thing. It and will shadow confuse and stuff. viewers. They'll think, um, what's mm. going on here? Why is why Yeah, I know that. Not? But if if they kept it black and white all the way through, you know, mm-hmm. so Psycho 2 and Psycho 3, I think it would have been better. Yes. Because you can still work on that um, film noir sort of feel that the first movie had. Mm-hmm. But anyway, irrespective. Yes. Irrespective. Yeah. Yeah. So the story begins with um, an, at a nunnery of sorts. And this nun named, what's her name again? 
Maureen. Maureen uh, Coyle. Maureen Coyle is um who's um um what do they call that nun before they become nun? Oh, I think the neophytes or something or whatever. Whatever. Um, she's a trainee nun. She's a training nun. So she's having her own personal issues with um, temptations yeah. and dealing with the um, matters of the flesh and yeah. all that stuff. And um, somehow this got her into big trouble and she resigned from being a nun. Well, she's going to commit suicide mm. at the nunnery and uh, an accident happened and a nun died while trying to stop her from killing herself. Yeah, so in other words, yeah. she resigns from being a nun or they just threw her out. Well, well she's asked to leave, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so... You're going to burn in hell! Well, I think one of the nuns said. Yeah, rather yeah. nastily. So she leaves. Very compassionate she, lady. Yeah. So she wanders the des... Um, I don't know if... Yeah, Arizona desert for a uh, while, I think. Whatever, yeah. Um, or wherever in, around Texas area. Well, no, where, where's he supposed to be? He's supposed to be California. Yes. California? Um, Fairville? Or? Yeah, in the California. Because yeah. he didn't the one who went from New Jersey... Um, not New Jersey... Um, Phoenix, Arizona to California. Yeah. Yeah, so it must be California, somewhere in California. Yeah, so yeah. she's wandering, wander, wander throughout the credits. Wonder, 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 wonder. And, and there's a new set of music for this one too. I won't get into that, but it's really different. I like the Teddy Bears picnic. <laughs> right. Oh, that wasn't it. Okay. No. But, and then so Maureen kind of runs, not really runs into, but she meets Duke, the, um, the, um, the um the other person the other guy, the movie. The guy. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, a, a, a quick retro Duke is going from point A to point B coming yeah. towards Fairvale mm. in a, a crappy old crappy old car and he picks up Maureen mm. as a hitchhiker who obviously doesn't have a car being a, a thrown out nun hey yeah. M- Mike I last <laughs> night we were talk you were talking about how why in Hollywood they always use in these movies, why they often use run-down cars. Yeah, well, just about every time you see some young guy or a, a person who's not really up on the dollars is driving a car which should have been driven to the wreckers, not on the road. Mm. Um, I don't think this... This must be a Hollywood thing, so let's give him a really doggy car make him look like he's really, really poor. Now, mm. I've been really, really poor, and I've had a halfway decent car, an old one, but it didn't go clatter, clatter, clatter. Didn't sound like it was getting ready to die on the road. Yes. And he's going from state to state looking for work. I mm. don't think so. Yes. So anyway, um, as we go, she, she, he invites her into his car. She's a little still nervous from what the shock from killing or from well, the yeah. accidental death of as a nun. Would. And as she feels would. like she's being played by um, spiritual. God and other stuff. Well, see, I think it's more of a guilt trip when she's still uh, spiritually confused and everything else. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and going through a lot of that sort of stuff. Pent up issues yeah, yeah. of her own. Oh, a lot of crap, yeah. Yeah, so she drives, they drive along for a bit. It starts raining in Arizona, like last time in the first movie. I don't think it rains as much, but actually it is likened to the first movie because uh, Marion Crane was driving down the road <laughs> and it started raining. Yeah. And this one here, and she pulled over on the side of the road. Uh, but it wasn't raining at the time she pulled over, was it? Mm, sure. No, it's tight. Yeah. But this one here, they pull over because it was raining, so there's a bit of pulling over beside the road. Yeah. Let's have a sleep, you know. Yeah. But, but Dwayne didn't want to sleep. He wanted yeah. to play at the Well, nun. let's call him Duke because <laughs> Duke, is he always wants 
Oh, okay. He's the Duke wanted Duke. to play at the nun instead of getting to sleep. You know. yeah. yeah, so Duke tries to manhandle her, and he f- she kind of w- walks out, and... Well, he throws her out of the car. Yes, and he drives off, leaving her wet and probably going to get a little bit of um, a flu. Chivalry is not dead, folks. Yes. Hey, hey. So <laughs> we cut and fade in on Norman, who's still at his... The motel, the place is still quiet. There's a help once. Quiet as a grave. Yes. Hmm. There's a help wanted sign at his wit in his in at the yeah, motel. Hitting. Help wanted. Yes. yes. And Norman's still stuffing birds like he always does. <laughs> that sounds a bit rude, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm. Well, mm. here and there. I <laughs> know oh, I could go on to something like that a bit later yeah. on, but not on the air. <laughs> yeah. And there's some hint bits of the second movie in this movie, like the the um belly of the beast book that Mary had in the um. First Psycho movie oh, yeah, yeah. was there lying in on the yeah, ground. The Bell and the Beast, yeah, yeah, yes. the, yeah. That was long. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yes. Yeah, and there are a few. If you look at the um, marks on the um, the basement window that was with the boy who was killed in the basement in the second movie, there those are still there. So there's a lot of hints, uh, hints, continuation there, to from the, <laughs> mo- the original movie. And as we watch Norman sewing up a new bird to, to add to his collection, he starts uh, flashing back to his recent... Um, Excavates. His, yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's um, remembering how he stuffed... Well, he's sewing up his mum in the... Well, his new um, mum. Yes. His new mum. And he flashes back to yeah. her, you know, being killed in the second movie. Spade in hand, <laughs> flat yes. on the floor. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, but then we see a bird inside the bag where he's keeping these birds. He kind of poisoned them. Yeah, I don't he know He drugs how. them with something or yes. other or something. Yes. And one of the birds wakes up. And it, yeah. And that's, that was interesting. There. I wonder if yeah. it symbolises something. I think it symbolises when the bird wakes up, he sees that he's a little happy and and Norman takes it out to the outside and he softly pats the bird it, and then he releases the bird. It gives a second chance. Yeah, I think oh. it symbolises that maybe Norman is not all bad, as we think. Like, he's not he's willing to let go of something without killing yeah, it. Yes, he's a gentle soul. Ah, not. Yeah, ah. but I think that's what it symbolises in this movie. That, But I also think it symbolises that Norman is a free cage bird. But Well, he's free. He said, well, he wants to be free. Yeah, maybe. I think, isn't that, isn't that so, yeah, right at the end of the movie, he says, but I'm finally free. So that, that might be something that he wants to be free. Yeah, I think he does. Yeah. Anyway, ah. we then hear a, um, um, a, a horn honking. Honk, honk. And we see Duke in the, in the um, parking lot in the, near the motel, and he wants a job. To fix his brakes and probably get some extra money to go off to Hollywood. So spend a couple of weeks there. Yeah. 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 Anyway, Norman allows him to become his sort of assistant manager or whatever. Yeah. Take care of the shop, Mm -hmm. the the office there, and he can just hang around doing... Yeah. (laughs) Norman can do the night shift. He's very good at nights. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So, anyway, um, he heads into town to the... um, the, um, Cafe that he used to work in, and he um, encounters that the sheriff and the chef and the journalistic lady that we talked about. Yes. And as I said before, she's really a royal pain to everyone. She's a royal pain in the 
bottom the, in the rear end, folks. As that, that yes. without saying the a word. Yeah. So mm. she's not really a friend to anyone. She doesn't want friends. She seems to be bent on getting uh, information from Norman, or if she can't, can't. Yeah. Yes. Another news hound who doesn't uh-huh. deserve this, the air they're breathing. Yeah. yeah. And mm. when um, she's discussing. Um, Lila Crane and her sister Marion Crane. He then spots, you know, hmm? some spots um an unexpected nun. Oh yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah, stepping out of a yeah, truck. Yeah, the news lady is talking to Norman. Yeah. and he sees this blonde get out of this truck, yeah. and short blonde hair, and it reminds him of Marion Crane in the first movie. Yeah, and wait it's not minute, only wait, that. Wait a moment. He brought, brings in a suitcase, <laughs> and the initials are. MC. MC. And you go, whoa, that's not bad, hey. Mm. Is that, is yeah, so, it's an mm. interesting twist. And he thinks, oh my gosh, she's, she's a di- back. Yeah, and then he has a flashback to the final moments of Marion Crane being killed. In the shower, and, in the first movie. Yeah, yeah, and we get the still shot of her lying dead. And it looks dead on, looks well, like very her similar, a little dead bit. On, but they've got similar... Yeah. Similar in that yeah. scene. Any other They're both scene? Bl- nah. Blonde women about the same age. Okay, yeah. short blonde hair. So yeah. yeah, and a Move little. On. And Go Norman on. is a little freaked out by the resemblance. He goes home and tells mother all about it too. Yeah, he says that. <laughs> anyway, um, so Marion. I mean, what's her name again? I keep forgetting. Maureen. Maureen. I keep forgetting her name. Maureen Coyle. Yeah. I should remember her. Think of mosquito coil. No, 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 no. no. I, anyway, Maureen comes to the hotel. She's she's exhausted and needs rest. And when she's a bit shocked when she sees Duke at the front desk. And he's yeah, he said, he said no, all forgive, no, yeah, sorry about that, yeah, blah 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 blah. Yeah. And and he he rented a room at a highly exorbitant yes. rate. He, yes. He it, gave a single room at a double d- double tariff. That's a bit rude. Yeah, it is. Uh, but then again, he's a, he's not one to tolerate. Um, He's a naughty guy. He, he, he deserves what he gets later in the movie. Yeah, I won't yeah. tell you what yet. <laughs> You'll find out, folks. Yes. And anyway, Norman's a little bit shocked when he finds out that Duke has given her the same room that Marion Crane yeah. offers. Number one. Yes. So, late at night, when Duke's off to do his drinking, whatever... Or not, well, no, not, well, whatever. Yeah. He went, ta- went into town, didn't he? Yeah, had, and had he meets the um, journalist and she tells him a little bit about what's Norman go- what Norman is. Yeah. yeah, and meanwhile, Marion, not me, not Marion, sorry, Maureen <laughs> is just getting down to having a bit of yeah, soak. She, she's dropping gear off like Marion Crane did Ooh, in the first Incidentally, oh, yeah, I found sorry. something interesting about that scene when I was looking up some interesting facts. She had a rubber duck in the bath? No, I no, mean, no. Diana, the um, girl who's playing Maureen, in this, oh, yeah. she didn't... She didn't do the um, nudity scene. It turned out that they got a stunt performer to okay. do it for her. I must admit, it looked really good to me. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm. She may have been a little shocked naked. about being mm-hmm. naked. or didn't want Well, she might have been, yeah. But so yeah. they get a stand-in to do her um, bare butt scene, bottom scene. Yeah, and yeah, well, you didn't see her face in those shots. So, yeah, so, anyone with halfway decent body. Yeah. And if it's yeah. the same... Build and same hair manufacturer. Yeah, and stuff. Yeah, it, and worked, it worked. doesn't look at your. Phone. I didn't even notice that. No. Yeah, well, we'll leave it at that. So anyway, um, Norman is quietly quakering in his in his body, watching her. Yeah, and then he and their mother starts to take over. Yeah, and 
Of course. He has a bit of a perv, then Mother said, you yeah. dirty little scumbag. Another thing yeah. I should mention in this yeah, scene yeah, is that Anthony Perkins originally wanted to use... Let me see. Oh, wait. Well, not originally. I mean, sorry, I've got wrong full details. notes here. Okay. It was Anthony Perkins' idea to use the unique scene trans... You know... What's that word? Oh, crikey, your handwriting's as bad as mine. Uh... Uh, the, the scene transition. Yeah, transition. Yeah. Like, um, like the in this scene where the yeah. like the Walking light from one scene to the next. Yeah, like yeah. the light underneath the door that is actually an a knife in one scene. And oh, oh yeah, so yeah, yeah. And the next scene where Norman's leaving the hospital, which is much comes later on after he saves Maureen from getting killed in the bath, mm-hmm. and. So he leaves the hospital in one scene and then closes the door and finds himself in his mother's room. Sort of a tr- trans, an awesome oh, okay. bit yeah, of yeah, okay. filming there. Yeah, yeah when you just, think about yeah, it. Just, yeah, yeah. So, yes. uh, so scene jumping and stuff, yeah, or whatever you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. And morphing Which from one is a lot of people next. have been using a lot lately in some movies well, and some TV if shows. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But yeah, okay. Yes. He's a director. He made it work. Yeah, so anyway, so he comes but comes into his mother, to, uh, dressed as a mother, and he sees Maureen in the bath, and her her wrists are cut. Yes, he's a razor blade to cut her wrists. I don't he know where to... people get those razor yeah, blades. You buy them at the chemist. <laughs> so he might have shaved the legs on a regular basis. Ugh. Even nuns probably shaved the legs. I always shaved my my legs with a razor, not yeah, a Yeah, I didn't have a... those type of uh, lady sort of shavers. Mm-hmm. Back then they used those not quite so safety razors they used to use years ago. Yeah, so anyway, yeah. Um, so she th- she sees Norman there and, and her vision delirious. is no, half wait. blurry yeah, and she's half not, Yeah, she's passing out and she sees a blur, doesn't she? Yeah, she starts... Seeing Norman, well, not really Norman. She we see a silhouette, and he th- and she sees it imaginatively as as the um, Virgin, Mary. Virgin Mary of and and the knife that's in his hand is a silver crucifix. Looks like a silver crucifix to her. Yeah. So it was a, really an interesting scene. And this, and this shocks the hell out of Norman, saying, "I'm going to kill you." Well, Mel's going to kill you, but you're already killing yourself. And I think yeah, it shocked think, Norman out yeah. of that sort of... So it kind of shocked yeah. him out of his trance or yeah, something well, like that. He, he put Mother back in the box for a few minutes. Yeah. Yes. And so we then see much later on that they're in the hospital and and Maureen is um, just woken up and she meets the psychiatrist who's actually a priest who... Um, yeah, he was, yeah, yeah. Yeah, who yeah. asked her, do you know who saved you, all that stuff? And she kept saying, the Virgin Mary, Mary. Well, she, she might have helped a bit, but... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah Norman's sitting outside the room. And yeah, and the sheriff is... Yeah, and the sheriff is there, and he says that Norman came in there f- to bring in extra towels and, and, and stuff. And found her there. And found her there. So, I guess... It, what a good man he is. Yes, yeah, so he kind of saved himself from getting... Into another scrape. He should have been a Boy Scout, hey. <laughs> so anyway, he comes to Maureen and and they talk a bit. And Harry says he'll offer her a room for free. For free well, again. Until she gets herself together. Yeah. Yes, and she was happy that he's doing some nice, kind stuff. Yeah. And he remarks that how much she resembles someone he knew years someone ago. Someone he knew mm-hmm. years ago. Mm-hmm. So it's a nice thing that he's um, starting to 
reconnect with her. He starts saying a soft side of Norman saying, is he really cured? Is he going to change in this movie? Yeah, so the Mm. next scene we see him arguing with his mother, yelling at her, saying, "Um, I'm glad she's not dead, all that stuff. He's, He's... Maureen is. He was sticking up for her. He yes. was. He did. He did good, didn't he? Yes, he, he did. did. He mm. he 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 told mother to you know, no, and mm. uh, that was quite surprising. Yeah, I agree. Mm. Yeah. So, so in the next scene, we see Duke bring in a lady love named Red. I think her name is. Well, it was a pickup, the bar. Yeah. Was his lady love? Yeah. <laughs> so well, not really a lady love. She's more he, of a pickup. She's a pickup like a bar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yes. And they're having good times. Yeah, no. so um, she um, gets the mice before heading off to Duke, and Norman helps her, and she offers him, you know... Why don't you come down and join us? Have a threesome? Hey, wait a minute. Yeah, <laughs> anyway, she says, maybe see you later, and Norman says, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah. But he, he, did, really he, but he did see you later, didn't he, really, when yeah. you think about it. anyway, in the next <laughs> scene, we see Duke and her doing the dirty deed. Well, doing whatever, yeah, right and down. So as they're doing it, um, I think in this scene, Anthony Perkins, um, well, actually, the actually actor Duke who was playing him, he didn't want to be completely stripped down to his nudity. Even though in the scene he does look like he's nude, he looks like he's nude. So he, so Anthony suggested we should put some lights in front of your your manhood yeah, to avoid yeah. looking at you yeah. fully. That's that's good. That's that's yeah, that's that's what a creative. Um, uh, camera work. I mean, you don't need to see everything all the time. Yeah. There's a thing called imagination, folks. Yeah. And we know men have a penis. Do you actually have to see one on screen? Mm. We know v- females have <coughs> a vagina, pardon the language. Now, do you have to see a vagina in every shot? Not necessarily. So, yeah, a good camera guy can work around this. Yes. Although some people can get away with it back then. Uh, Although these days they change their rules. Sometimes less is more. Mm -hmm. You don't need to show everything. Yeah, sometimes um, they break the rules, sometimes they don't. But it's got to be relevant to the movie. You go 50 Shades of Grey, I think you see a lot of it. Uh, I haven't seen it, Julie's had it. um, Yeah, my sister has it. Yeah, but if it's relevant to the movie, yeah, throw it in. If it's not, it's not relevant. Yeah. Leave it out. Yeah, Yeah. so after Duke and the Red. Um, do the dirty deed. Um, he kind of shuts her down, saying that they just had a one night stand sort, and she doesn't take it as lightly yeah. as and he, he throws does. Her out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and this is, scene is interesting because in this one, Anthony originally wanted um, to use a stunt woman for this scene where Duke throws her, throws a girl out, but the girl playing her says, um, "Let me see." She can. She she convinces. Anthony to not use a stand a, a stand in and the, her mm. do the stunt, which is kind of great. I mean, I like it when it's a person takes the initiative well, to do the it, scene. It does make it look better. I mean, when you go for stunt dolls, you got to position the cameras a bit differently and blah blah blah. And yeah, it, you but you've got to love yeah. people who use that initiative to do the scene, yeah. even all the way. I mean, well, your your actors didn't have any stunt doubles. Mm-hmm. We we the cat guys beat the snot out of them. <laughs> yeah, not a problem. <laughs> yeah, I like the initiative in an actor. <laughs> so anyway, she goes. Um, she gets annoyed. She's told to go f- to the payphone to pick to phone uh, a, cab. a cab or sorts. She had enough money. Well, so yeah, she's getting out. ready. And... and guess who comes? Um, nap- tapping at the booth door. 
Mummy oh, dearest no. comes. Yes, and she stabs her to yeah, death. She broke the glass. My stab stab. Oh, did she stab the glass? Broke the yeah, glass, she broke the glass. There was a bit of glass on the ground. Kind of scratched her feet yeah, and probably yeah. more. Well, it, well, he's scratching her for knife. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, she, uh, pretty much the next morning we see Norman cleaning the booth cover and everything. He's very, and he's very domesticated, isn't he? Yeah, and Duke doesn't inspect our. I'm not sure he expects a thing. Now, actually, he did suspect. Couldn't he go to the till? And remember, he gave the girl five dollars to get oh, a taxi. Yes, he does. And then he sees a five dollar note in the till. Yeah, and it's got a folded corner, which is well, pretty... a torn corner, a folded corner, or something. Yeah, mm. you know, that's some money I gave the girl. Mm-hmm. He didn't think anything more about it at the time, did yeah, he? Yeah, that's uh, and much later on, um, he shows the same um, fifty dollar. Five dollar, five dollar um, <laughs> bill to the uh, reporter, and she says that that well that doesn't prove anything. That doesn't prove anything. Could she got got some change or something? Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, yeah. So um, she's anyway. So Norman soon re- returns back to the hotel with the um, with Maureen, and she's well, pretty much all healed up. And all the um, her stuff that's in in her cabin is all clean because brief because. While she was on the road walking, she most of her clothing was wet from the rain earlier in the movie. And Norman got them all cleaned and dried for and everything. Yes. See, he, he's showing he's a, he's a nice, wonderful human being. Yes, and oh. Norman even asks her out. He does. Yes, in a nice way. And took her to, no, no, took her to dinner that night, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, I like your pink dress. That lad looks very nice, he said. Mm-hmm. And then she, they went out and had a nice meal together. Yeah. Oh, yes. Young love, mm-hmm. isn't it, grand oh, yeah. folks? <laughs> yeah, so um, while all this is happening, um, it, um, Norman has a very big, wide selection of guests coming to oh, yeah, the like hotel. Yeah, like a football game between two towns or something. Yeah, and, they're yeah. celebrating or yeah. something. Well, they come there to you know, sort of watch the game and party on for a, yeah. couple, for a day or two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. so they're there. And it probably has a lot of money coming in here and there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wasn't it full or not? It was pretty full or a few yeah, rooms? Yeah, it was a full, yeah. few rooms. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, oh, good. Money, 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 money. Yeah, yeah so um, Duke is um, handling it while Norman's out, out on his date. And yeah. when they came back, of course... Um, um, Norman Marie try to get it on in his in in his yeah. Maureen tries room. to sed- no, I would say seduce Norman, but yeah. she sort of a she. They're both in. Yeah, they, they both feel there's something moving and stirring uh, inside the relationship. Not not nasty, horrible stuff, but that yeah. Mm. Norman hasn't had a, a female in his life for many, 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 many years. It may be ever, and she might mm. have had a boyfriend two inches of high school, but she's been mm. a nun. Uh, trying to be a nun for a few so many years, and yeah, all of a so sudden, yeah, they just pent up sexual tension starts to come out. Yes. Yeah, so while this is happening, Duke is looking up at the window, and I think he has some evil tensions going on there. But yeah. I won't tell you just yet what happens. Yeah, I, I think he's tweeted the fact that Mother's living there. Yes. Or mm. Emma the, Spool is living there. Well, mother, his new mother, his stepmother, maybe. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, um, while they, while Norman is doing the. the Hang, hanging out with um, Maureen. Maureen, uh, yeah, yes. Yeah, lovely lady. She then he then gets called away to the um, to to the to his mum to his mother's place. Well, he, he gets second. He, he, I think he gets nervous and goes but goes back to the house. Yeah. Yeah, and she goes her her mother um does eventually kill someone, but he doesn't kill um Maureen right away. It turns out to be one of the party guests there that gets killed. Yeah, mother. 
comes back to, not Norman, obviously, and he comes down there and kills a party guest who happens to be using the toilet in the office because he's couldn't get a, a free toilet in one of the rooms. It's a bit strange, don't you think? I mean, that, that, that she doesn't bother... I don't know how many rooms they booked, but they, she could have used any one of them that could have... I know, but um, there could have been people having dumps in it and, and having a whiz and needed one of them. Or throwing up. Or throwing up. <laughs> so she found the office door open, went in there, and then went to, went to use a toilet in there. Yes. Why not? Yes. Yeah, so anyway, she goes in there, she gets killed, and Norman, like the um, obedient son, um, takes cleans up. cleans up and takes the body out back to dump, dump in the um the um ice box. Yeah, you know, you've got a brand new, oh no, a brand new secondhand ice box. Yeah, you know, to make an ice machine. Sorry, yeah, and uh, you put yourself in there and covers up with ice yeah. to hide it. What a great pl- a motel full of people who are going to get ice, and he puts it into the ice machine. Yeah, gross. Hmm. I wouldn't have put. Uh, that would not have been my first place. Um, yeah, but then again, by the time um, everyone was already getting ready to leave, by the sound of it, by the cars that were screeching across the highway when yeah, he was um, taking off the hurry, you know, yeah, yeah, and Norman yeah. was um, just um, dragging the remains of the body, and there was one scene where two cup, one couple runs past them, and they assumed that Norman and her yeah, were getting cut, it on. Isn't a cuddle. Mm-hmm. But they never felt anything of it. Well, exactly right. Hmm. Yeah, so Norman dumps the body and tells um, Maureen that he doesn't feel up to hanging out tonight. So He, he wasn't ca- feeling very well. Yeah, he kind of cut himself in two. Yeah, trying to stop him hurting her or anybody else that night. Yeah, it seems yeah, that Norman not. is still... Um, he still feels like he knows already that he, he did kill in the past, but he, he but he's still fixed that, that his mother is doing the killings. Well... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Could be yeah, so anyway, um, the next morning, the sheriff comes around, tells him, guess what, Someone's missing. someone is missing from your the part, the group. And this time, Norman isn't quite so obliging. He says, you always pick on me when something goes wrong around here. Yada, yeah, yada. and he tells them to get lost. or yeah. or And they do have a short warrant, meaning they have and every right to be there. He got a warrant. Doing it legally. Yes, doing it by the book. Yeah, yes, but he, he did write this point. Every time something goes wrong there, they always look at him as the first suspect, and every time they find out he doesn't hasn't done anything wrong. Especially yes. in movie two, even they blame Ma- somebody Even else. Maureen says that, that he couldn't not have killed because yes. she was with him. Yeah, she covered up for him, saying that he was with me till three o'clock in the morning or something rather. And actually, Psycho too. Mary, yeah. uh, Loomis, she gave him an alibi yeah, for a true. murder too. Interesting that, hey? Hmm. Yeah, both women um, um, we, kind of, um, you know, backed up Norman. Because they, 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 they thought he was a nice guy. Yeah, so anyway, um, Maureen finally gets the um, half the story of what Norman is about from the, dete- from the reporter, no less. And while this is happening norman discovers um his mother's body or miss spool's body is disappeared she went for a little walk folks <laughs> i won't tell you who just yet she went to visit somebody that's right right so anyway um so the sheriff realized that there was no evidence and even the journalist is saying, why don't you arrest him? Yada, yada, yada. She's just like, reminds me a lot of that uh, Lila? Lila Crane or Loomis. Loomis the, whatever. She's yeah. just always going 
yeah. blabbering about um, why don't yeah. you drain the swamps, do this stuff, you do blah, this. Blah, 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 blah. That's all where he dumps all the dead, the other dead bodies, all that stuff. Yeah. She's like, she didn't get dumped in the swamp. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting that, hey, folks. I mean, mm. the idea of dumping her would be a... Would be a uh, that would have been a place. Everyone, everyone would have gone, yay. Yeah, be clapping the audience. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so anyway, um, the police head off and Maureen heads off with the reporter to take her to to the um, to the um, priest's place to stay in his house for a little yeah, place for a, a bit. Yeah, a, a safe harbour for her, folks. Yeah, even though she doesn't feel like she wants to go, but she... She wasn't really sure. She's she was a bit sure. nervous because she found out about Norman's history and yeah. blah, blah, blah. And she was probably just not as scared as Norman is of his past. No, but... but she does talk to the priest there, and he's giving a bit of counselling, and then she believes, she gets a revelation that maybe she was saved uh, by the Virgin Mary when she's in the mm. bathtub because she has a job to do in uh, helping Norman, you yeah. know, making, uh, bringing some peace to him or some Just love might. to him or something or other. Yeah. Mm, interesting. So yeah, she goes she even, back to the motel. Yeah, she even says that mm. the figure in the in the motel, the one I'm, I'm we're thinking of that's in the in the window in Norman's house, is the Virgin Mary too. Yes, mm. th- yes, you saw silhouettes. Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a sign. Uh, yeah. So it's anyway, a sign to get it keep away. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so anyway, uh, while this is happening, Norman is um, trying to find his mum, but he can't find a trace of her. But he soon finds. In his bag of lollies, a um, note from his mother. Yeah, yeah. Meet me, me in room 12 or something, was it? Yeah. <laughs> so he heads down there. It's really cloudy by this time. A bit of overcast. It's yeah. a storm, was it? Yeah. yeah and we head one. into room 12, which has a lot of weird noises coming Doug's out of it. room. And there's a lot of weird noises. Woody the Woodpecker Woody, Woody, on Woody Woodpecker cartoons for all your younger, younger people. That was a very popular cartoon as I was a child. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, he's playing this stuff and he goes on a bit that he would have um, gotten... He says that he just says that he could have dobbed in Norman any time he wanted to, but he didn't. But because, because no doubt the um, journalist would probably get a nice story together and be paid, would be given her job as a, a, a fully fledged new, news person. So they say in the TV programs, "Let's make a deal." Mm, yes. Yeah. So, um, and he knows that if he dubs him into the um, sheriff or the police, he would get a pat on the back and said, thanks for your help. What a good little fellow you are. Yeah, and he doesn't see any money in that. So he says that this motel has a lot of money. Why don't you sell it so I can get a share and I can get away from here and all yeah. that. Yeah, but pr- Norman doesn't see it that way. He doesn't see that but he wants yeah, to. Yeah, Norman may be crazy, but not stupid. He says, you think I'm stupid? I mean... You, you, you know, you, you won't just stop at one and you might still tell the world about mother and different things. No. Yeah. So Norman takes care of Duke. Yeah, she, he smashes him with but, the uh, guitar. But wait a minute, but wait a minute. <laughs> mother didn't do it this time. It Norman, Norman did. did. It. Norman was the one fighting with Duke. Yeah, this Not is mother stabbing him. It was an interesting turnaround, wasn't it? Yeah, it's a different twist. Mm. Um, instead of Martha Dearest, it's, it's Norman. Norman protecting mother. Yeah, anyway, she... Yeah. 
um, he pretty much is annoyed and he dumps, he takes the bodies and Duke's car and takes it to the swamp, like per usual. It wasn't, he put the girl, a girl, the girl's body yes. out of the ice in the boot and put Duke on the back seat for Hampton Park. Yeah, that was a big mistake. Yeah, I, I used to put Duke in the back, in, in the boot. I would have put <laughs> them both in the boot. Well, put them in, that would have been uncomfortable for them. Yeah, there was an interesting scene oh, when, when he was dumping, mm-hmm. putting the bodies in the, um, the car, there was a scene where he was he kissed the um re- dead remains of the oh, little girl. Oh yeah, bit of necrophilia going on here, folks. Uh, that kind of was a bit weird. I think it was even weird for um Anthony Perkins too, probably. I'm not oh, sure. Well, she wasn't really dead. I know, but it was weird. <laughs> well, you're supposed to make you know. You just, you know. I imagine it was probably. Yeah. I don't know whose idea it was. Maybe it was the um screenwriter. I don't well, know. Well, maybe it worked. Yeah, it would work for me. Yes. Yeah, it grossed me out. Or maybe it was never written in the script. He could have just added Ad-libbed. there for his own fl- bit of flavour to the movie. I don't know. I could be wrong. I mean, a lot of... um. Would that uh, be sexual harassment then if he had blib? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ah. Uh, anyway, oh, right. um, it doesn't matter. I mean, it seems like an interesting idea to ad-libbed, you know. Yeah. I, I have done it... Um, most of my actors have done it in the past, and yeah. I think it's an awesome. Take ownership of the role. Make it your yeah. own. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I remember when I did um, uh, Mina Morris's Diaries. Um, one of my actors, he came up with the line f- in our first pilot episode to our to our heroine girl, and I thought it was a good, you know, way to end the end the, the scene, which I thought was great. Yeah, carry on. <laughs> So Not anyway, so Norman <laughs> drives the um the car down to the swamp, yes. and just then he, Duke's body rises and yeah. claws at his throat. Yeah, Duke <sighs> wasn't totally dead, just unconscious. Yes. So anyway, Norman um, struggles with him um, at one point, and then he soon drives the car directly into the swamp. And this one goes down pretty fast, not like the other one. Like, yeah. Like, 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 Unlike the, all those times where Norman gets out of the car and he's just pushes the car, yeah, the car into yeah, the water. This one, Norman's actually in the swamp. Yes. you got to get out of it. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. And he, along, when he tries to swim away, um, he, co- he comes in contact with the dead remains of the other girl. Uh, the other girl. In the he, other movie. Who we actually scene. obviously threw in there at some stage. Yeah. Which didn't see, did we? No. <coughs> he oh, screams and, of course, he gets out of there and he's covered in... He's a bit damp. Damp, sweat water, swamp water. And he's, he, he's running back to the motel and Maureen's just got back from the... Yeah. The priest's it's place. House. And he's looking for Norman, and she calls out to him, and he ignores her, looks over his shoulder, and keeps going back up the house because he's filthy wet and everything. Yeah. And anyway, yeah. she goes up to the house. She um, um, continue, says that she came back, all that stuff, and yeah. they, and she wanted to stay with yeah, him. Yeah, stay with him, be with him, and, and yeah, she's really, you know, pouring her heart out to him. I love you. Or, yeah. Did, did she say it's that? Or yeah. she just implied it? I can't she, remember. I think she was. And yeah. he, she was holding her hands out to him. He, he was holding her hands. Yeah, she, came, she comes up the stairs towards where Norm's at the top of the stairs near Mother's room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it visualises, folks. He comes up the stairs and they're standing right at the top mm-hmm. of the stairs. stairs. Not a metre away from it. Not a couple... No, right at the top of the stairs. And they're holding hands. Yes. And we look like Norman and Maureen are starting to get in. Start the spark, you know. Yeah. And um. And before the spark gets lit, um, mother, mother calls, calls Norman, Norman. And Norman turns his head and lets go at the same time, and must nudge her or something or other. And Maureen, 
tumbles down, tumbles the, down, down the stairs the and hits a uh, statue, um, a Cupid statue. It with an arrow and it goes right in the back of the skull. What Ouch. a way to go. Ouch. And poor uh, Maureen, <laughs> she dies without even knowing the, tr- the absolute truth. Yeah, poor girl. And, and Norman, of course, he screams out to his mother for murdering the love he started. Yeah, the real love they could have had in his life. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, later on, the reporter arrives and she's alone and she already knows the full truth about what's yep. going She found out um, Norman's past and, and all that stuff. That mummy, dearest. <laughs> yeah, and how she fits in, how Miss Puss, Emily, Emma Spools fits into the story. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. Do you want to go through that? Do you want me, me to, me to um, yeah, you explain could, it? I'll explain it, guys. Um, yeah, so, it's complicated. So <laughs> Emma Spool does, turns out to be not Norman's mum, as it turns out. Yeah. It turns out she's his aunt, of sorts. And didn't she kill Norman's dad? Yes, she did. Yeah. I mean, yes, she did. Mm. So, yeah, in a jealous rage, because um, Norma, um, Norman's mum... Um, was dating him and they married and didn't wasn't and, uh, 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 Mrs. Spool and Mrs. Spool ma- ma- going out for him before? Yes, yeah, and, and yeah, Mrs. Spool yeah. got so in a jealous rage she killed him and she stole Norman and claiming that it's her, her son. Her son, yeah. So yeah, so she was mentally drained, saying, believing Norman was her son, even yeah. though she stole it. Yes. Stole him. Yeah. So we're left to guess. Well, the truth. So That's mother, the truth. His new mother lied to him. Yes, so, so anyway, um, reporter arrives, she goes into the house, she sees um, what r- happened to Maureen, she's lying in a sort of, um, um, sort of, of <laughs> no, not a pool of blood, she's in a sort of, um, sort of a, sort of a nice... Oh, that's right, yeah, see, Norman picked her up and put her onto a... On the sofa. A, a sofa and had these nice candles. Yeah, sort like, of like... Like a shrine to like her. Like a shrine to her. I think he really loved her. Yeah, I think he, yeah, yeah he kind of made a shrine yeah. to Maureen. Uh, he, he didn't throw them in, in the water, in the garbage disposal, yeah. nothing. And so, I didn't yeah. like the reporter's way, horrible words she said. She says, you fool, you... Stupid. Brainless, stupid woman, what yeah, stuff. Well, I yeah. don't like those words she said. Well, if she, if she was a bit more smarter, uh, she might not have been dead. Mm. Uh, but then again, I don't think I don't blame anyway. Maureen for this. So anyway, she encounters Norman wearing the wig and the dress of sorts. And quickly she starts telling Norman that Emma Spool is not his real mum and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. He's shooting off all his facts at him. Yeah, and the, as yeah. he, um, yeah. she reveals these facts, um, Norma's mum in his head says, it's all lies, all that stuff. And then Norman starts to gradually take his mother's clothes off. Yeah, yeah. not her clothes, the clothes that he was wearing. Yeah, yeah and the, the, the crappy yeah, wig and, ta- and the clothes. And takes it off yeah, the yeah. wig. Like, yeah. he's starting to... Um, Norman Become to back to normal yeah. again. I mean, back to being norm- Norman again. Yeah. So and then. So as he was struggling with the knife with, with the tra- report. Uh, the Vicky or Tracy, whatever name is uh, yeah, the, the reporter. reporter. Yeah. She suddenly starts attacking and, and cutting up his remains of the, his already dead corpse mother. Yeah, he's, yeah, he, yeah. It's a good, it's a good shot. He raises his carving knife. You think he's going to get this newspaper lady? And he strikes down, and he's actually stabbing his mummified stepmother, mm. uh, whatever, auntie, yeah. whatever, uh, Mrs. Spool's corpse, and yeah. starts cutting her up in little yeah, pieces. Yeah, and, and all stuff. the time, yeah. Mrs. Um, 
um, his mother's voice um, suddenly morphs and acts and, and goes slow like like like, like, like a, a recording going slow yeah yes so it's like she's dying yes yeah, so, so yeah yes. interesting yeah so and so Norman collapses on the ground like panting really hard now now knowing that that what he's just been through he's he's able he's finally free of of his mum or we think he, she is. Ish. So the next day, or maybe not next day, I'm not sure. Um, the sheriff arrives with his deputies, the sorts, and they escort Norman back into a. The sheriff's a bit annoyed. You know, I was always backing you, Norman. Yeah. And you're, rah, rah, rah. It seems yeah. that yeah. the sheriff um, thought that thanks to Norman's behavior, um, well, he said, "No, you'll never get out of this time, son." And, uh, yeah, yes, but he did. Yeah, and dear, and at the scene, he says, "Norman says." Now I'll be free. Yeah, he said in the car, a nice benign smile is face here, but but I'll be free, or or I'm free, or something. Yeah, this is another interesting thing mm. about this scene in this final scene. Uh, the the um the Universal asked Anthony, "Could you do us a final twist in this movie?" And so he had to go back and reshoot that final scene where he's in the police car and he's stroking the oh, yeah. the. the the very old hand of his yeah, okay. of his well, yeah, let, Emma Spool's hand. Yeah, well, actually, here's one part. Yeah, I'll, I'll just take it back a couple of seconds. When he was coming to the car, he was handcuffed, mm. and possibly somewhere in his jacket, inside pocket, somewhere other, mm. he had the severed hand of Emma Spool. He must have taken the bit of a trophy, okay. and no one knows he's got it on him. You think it would have patted him down, but he gets in the car, like Sarah said. And he's sitting down there, I'm, ref- I'm free, and then it, the camera turns on him, oh. and he gets his hand out of his jacket slowly, puts it on his lap, and starts stroking it. Yeah. And then, and then that that creepy smile he had in the, the first movie came first back. The psycho movie smile. Like, yeah, I'm cracked, and Mother's still alive and well. Yes. Know? Yeah, so, <laughs> and, that, and that was the ending. Well, that was a great ending. I yeah. love that. It's yeah, so cool. thanks to Anthony for making that good uh, twist. Yeah, yeah uh, uh, if... if if Anthony was alive today and be able to do this podcast, I'd say, "Well done! You, 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 you captured a demented idiot uh, so well. Um, <laughs> Don't say it's that. so mm-hmm. believable." Yes. Yeah, so anyway, that's um, all the um, the um, finished. All you the movie. You remember that's so. all, folks. Yeah. Yeah, that was right. the um, yeah. So that was pretty much an awesome movie. And those who are out there who keep saying it's not, it's it is. Now, now, okay, now, it's getting back into nuts and bolts of it, sort of, you know, behind the scenes or stuff. Now, this was made um, on a, <laughs> right, um, a budget of about $8.4 million. It only boxed off at about $14 million. It's deemed to be a bit of a failure in the mm. franchise. Yeah. Okay, because it was, it was the lowest grossing movie. Mm. Now, the point remains, it's not every movie's going to be good. And some of the critics have actually said that they'll try, believe it, something like this, they're trying to breathe life into a corpse. They're trying to make more money out of the movies, mm. you know, the, uh, the, the uh, storyline. Yeah. Um, and look, I don't mind sequels as long as they're good and they hold their own. I think this actually holds its own as mm. a movie. I agree. It probably isn't as good as the first or second movie, but it's still a good movie. Now, mm. having said that, uh, didn't Robert Block do a Psycho 3 book as well? I believe so. Yeah. And this is nothing along the lines of Psycho 3 book. The first book, Psycho, 
uh, was used as a basis for Psycho 1 movie, but the number 2 and number 3 have nothing to do with Robert Block's interpretation of the storyline. Yeah, as I said right. in the past. Okay. Yeah, and, and <laughs> the final other fourth movie we're going to mention, uh, they were going to invite um, Anthony back to do the final one, but uh, to direct it, I mean. But they, in the end, I think... Um, Joseph Stefano stepped in to become the director for this final movie. You like Joseph, he's good. He's yeah, he was the um, screenwriter for the first Psycho movie. Yeah, he was, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's all he in the did, family. He did other good groovy things. Today. So in, it's all in the family in this movie franchise, which is great. But anyway, having said all that. Having said all um, that. Yeah, it didn't gross as well as the other ones. I still think it's a great movie. Uh, well done, Anthony, for his first um, directorial efforts. Um, yeah. Yeah. And um, it's interesting hmm. that it's even more interesting that along the lines, while he this was this production was going, Anthony kind of had, was diagnosed HIV positive uh, when he okay. went through this film film process. Okay. Poor fellow. Yes, but at least he got through this fi- these last few years to finish both movies. Well, he did those movies, and he did the next movie, and then he did that Daughter of Darkness movie and other good groovy things. He, he, d- he didn't just drop off the, the planet, so yeah. Yeah, it's good yeah. to know that he what he yeah. um um he lacks he he puts in time too. He does, yeah, he did good. So yeah, poor old Norman. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not quite dead yet. There's a fourth movie, yeah. <laughs> which we'll and review later. And not to later. mention <laughs> that um, TV series I told you about. Um, the not the the one I told you about. The mod the modern version of the, not the Bates Freddie Highmore Motel. one. No, not no, that no, one. Not, not, yeah. The other the Bates um, Motel yeah, yeah. TV movie they did years ago. It was going to be a there, movie, there, but there was a movie, it, it was a pilot, wasn't it? It was a pilot yeah. movie for a most likely TV series, but it didn't it was come, a go off the ground. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, it just turned to a just an ordinary TV movie for yeah. you guys. It out wasn't there. bad, but it was it was lacking. Yes, true. Yeah. And that was sort of um, a seek a, a second sequel to Psycho Free. Yeah. Because this came just after Psycho Free. Mm. So it kind of fits in with it because Norman goes back to the ho- to the um, Psycho so, Ward. Supposedly never to be let out again. And never let out again. Yeah. Supposedly. Well, and that was that was going to be the storyline. Yeah, and this guy—he—he—he he, he, um, he willed it to this other guy he knew in the nut house mm. to take over. Mm-hmm. So, and he was just as weird as Norman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so it kind of fits in in that story a little bit, mm. even if it didn't pick up for a TV series. So, but we, but much later on, they made another Norman Bates—I mean Bates Motel movie that, TV show—that kind of got off the ground eventually. In much later on. Mm. With a different weird guy to portray Norman Bates. <laughs> <laughs> but I won't get into that just yet. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so anyway, how do you rate this movie? Or do you want to get into rating just yet? Uh, I, look, I don't have much more to say on this one. I mean, uh, what, what, uh, it's, we, we've gone through it. Um, we said all the interesting stuff. There's nothing special about any special effects or anything else. It's mm. the same scenery, the same buildings and Yeah, whatever. incidentally, some of the yeah. um, props for... Um, the, <coughs> from. Me. The Psychos 2 and 3. Um, some of the, the was restored and replaced in the um, yeah. actual movie. And, yeah. uh, and one of the props was stolen. Yeah, yeah. people do that. Mm, yeah, as a trophy yeah. or anyway. whatever. Like, um, uh, yeah, it's, it's a hard one to pull this one because there's so many things I like about it. 
Um, mm. But I don't think it's as good as number two. Mm. So, yeah, everything else came together. Mm. Bearing in mind it was uh, Perkins's uh, first directorial efforts. I have to give it a nine. Mm. What do you reckon? I give it, um, let me think. I think I give it um, a ten. Ooh. Out of ten. Because I did, li- I did like the um, the that special filming technique um, Anthony put into this movie. The morphing or yeah, transitions. The, yeah, the transition. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. not many people do that. I mean, some people do it nowadays, but and, yeah, someone just do it, and cut do it, or a fade to fade, cross fades or whatever. Yeah. But he did morphing, but, but it worked. Yeah, in the right type mm-hmm. of hands, it's a, a useful film tool. Yeah. To the wrong kind of hands, it's. It's a recipe for disaster, but other Indeed. than that, Anthony did in good, good perspective. Of, there was a good use of light in it, wasn't he? Using filters and stuff to create moods, like mm. in, in in Duke's bedroom, or apartment. Yeah, red. He a red glow, mm. representing evil and stuff and different and things. Uh, yeah, just little things, just yeah. you know, mood. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, he's creative. He did well. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I still have to give it a nine, because, I mean, it, did, it just didn't, didn't give me the chills and and that I'd got out of the first two movies. Yeah, well. Hmm. Well, no, it's supposed to be a, a, a slasher. Yeah, horrible. Yeah, but I well, it's just is that yeah. we now know who the identity of the murderer is, and we don't. And the yeah. um. Well, that's probably it, and that's why I said the, the critics said they're trying to breathe life into a, into a corpse here, mm-hmm. and I think that was where the problem is. They're running out of ideas. Yeah, and not to mention yeah. there was. I mean, apart from the um, what Duke does in this movie, which kind of surprised me a little bit. Yeah, a bit and that and not to many movies do surprise me anymore these days. Yeah. But see, the whole point, look, we've seen Mother's Corpse. Yes. In 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 Psycho One, mm-hmm. uh, that sort of thing. Uh, we saw a, a corpse in a it kick being uh, disinterred at the graveyard. So seeing another mummified body of Mrs. Spool was there was no shock horror, and she didn't look all that bad anyway. Mm. Um, just little things. So there wasn't too many either jump scares or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, well, when it didn't you kn- have those sort of things happening in this movie. Well, it's just like mm. um, um, when you you know. It's like you know the identity of the murderer already, so yeah, you, so there's of, no reason to know yeah. if there's any other person in the room. Is there anything the different going to happen? Oh no, same old. Yeah, yeah, it's predictable, and I think that's why it's a bit lame because you, nothing was new. Yeah, and I think that's why the critics didn't like it. Hmm. They said it was you know trying to breathe life, but yeah, yeah give, more give the last rites. And they say that's why they made Psycho Four. Hmm. It was retrospective, showing what happened with Norman. Before he killed his mother, so that that would that would have been a good psycho three, Mm-mm. and possibly lead this this movie out. Mm-hmm. But this still isn't a bad movie. Mm-hmm. So anyway, mm-hmm. that's a, that's all there is for us today for this podcast. Yeah. So um, this is Sarah Stevenson saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is Mike saying goodbye. Bye, guys.